Hello and welcome back to another episode of 52 and 52, a podcast where we watch at least one movie a week for every week in the year and record an episode about it. Today we're going to be talking about a new movie called Upgrade. Uh, it's kind of a thrilling action, fun uh, little movie that just came out. Um, stars Logan Marshall Green and then nobody else in it is really that famous. Um, today we're going to be joined by Sky and Graham. How are you guys doing? What's up, man? Thanks for having us on, guys. Yeah, man. Anytime. Um, so I guess uh, I wanted to start by just kind of asking you guys if you like what made you want to see the movie? Because Sky told me about the movie uh, and I didn't see a single piece of marketing for it. I don't know if you guys did. No, I think I just like yeah. saw it was good reviews and I was like, there's not a lot out this weekend and I'll, I'll go. It was literally that. But did you see like a trailer? Like were you like promoted before like? The day it came out in theaters? I don't think I ever even watched a trailer for it. <laughs> I had I had seen a trailer about a month ago. Um, and it being a Blumhouse Productions and the dude from Prometheus and the girl who was also dude in Get Out. Prometheus. Yeah, he, the oh dude from God. Prometheus. Dude, yeah, he, Prometheus is very underrated. We can totally that's a whole nother <laughs> I didn't know it was Blumhouse. Day. But he he was the it gets the thing and it's yeah, it's by the producers of uh, Get Out and Happy yeah. Death Day and um he's tr- he's, a few he, other movies. He, he's he's Trey Atwood. That's what he is. Yeah, from yeah. DOC. Go. <laughs> is he really? I wanted to call uh, yeah. I, I, you yeah. you watch the OC Graham? Yeah, but I don't remember yeah, he's any. He's Ryan's that. brother. Yeah. I wanted to call him Robo. I wanted to go back I really, and relook. I really I wanted to go back to, and relook. I really wanted to call him Robo Trey Atwood just like as a running joke, even if it wasn't that funny for the whole podcast. But like, I actually like thought he was like really good in the movie to the point where I, d- I thought that would be unfair to him. So I'm not, do I'm, I'm not, I don't know if I want to do that, but uh, <laughs> like, I think, I think it's kind of funny that like he's like leading movies. So good for him. I mean, Prometheus is kind of an ensemble. Like you said, Anthony, it's like him and a bunch of people, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I hadn't heard of any of these other people before. And I don't even know who the guy that wrote the movie is. He only has like two movies anyway. So well, yeah, Lee Winnell has yeah. a lot of fans. Has a lot of fans. Do you remember why? For him, he was part of the Saw series. Uh, um, that's why Anthony. I don't know who he is because we're not he, big horror people. And he, well, he wrote and directed it, so that's definitely a certain niche um, who like him for that. But um, him and uh, Darren, what Bateman or something like that, I have to go back and look at him. He, those guys were behind the Saw series, and and uh, Lee Winnell has been very actively involved in a lot of movies for the last twenty years. And he wrote, and he wrote the Insidu- Insidious movies, which I guess is kind of a oh, idea that's right, like yeah, that's right, and like. Uh, yeah, and like, what's it called? Death Silence or something like that, the movie about the dolls. So certainly this seems to be outside the realm of normal horror movies that I guess he's really done. And outside um, of Anthony and I's expertise, because that's why we had no idea who he was. So. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I've seen most of the Saw movies, but I uh, guess this is his second direct directing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah he wrote Second movie directed, stuff. I guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, see, the, he was like part of the production team yeah uh, screenwriter and ep i guess in in saw was he the, the original guy who was like um you know, chained he, up I think, original saw really um maybe it maybe? says he was an actor in the short film okay and he was the oh yeah adam he's adam and saw yeah yeah you're okay right. okay yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah so i guess he's been involved maybe not to the biggest you know in, in creative role but has at least been involved in the making of Hollywood movies for 20 years, I guess. Yeah. Like this looked like an, the way I looked at it though, this, this didn't really remind me of a typical like Hollywood sci-fi blockbuster. Maybe like certainly not on the scale of like ready player one. This looked like an extended episode. Have you guys seen that? Um, electric dreams, 
show on uh, Amazon. It's based on Philip K. Dick's like um, short stories about the future, just like um, heard about it. Uh, I haven't seen it. Just Never like Black Mirror. Just like Black. It's a lot like Black Mirror, but it's a lot more sci-fi. Mm-hmm. All the, the whole series is produced by Brian Cranston. Huh. Uh, this looks like a double episode of that show, which I implore you to go watch the show because it is very good. But this definitely the pace of it was very crank esque to me. <laughs> yeah, seen that's crank. actually not a bad comparison. You know, you've seen crank like it was just going one stop to another, and it was certainly not the same like uh, cinematography, but the pace was all over the place to me like one pl- one time they were one place and the next time they're like now we got to go it was, here like it was like, just much more human than crank sure, was sure definitely yeah, crank is wild yeah crank is like it's oh this dude he, he bangs a chicken in brian the cranston street, i didn't know so you like, producing it. it's not the, that the electric dreams yeah he yeah, saw electric dreams yeah have uh, you seen any of that have you seen some of that no i've seen black mirror but not electric dreams okay to check it out Electric Dream is a lot more sci-fi than Black Mirror, which is even kind of interesting to say because yeah, yeah. This I don't even. This movie isn't really like. I mean, it is sci-fi at its like core, I guess, like thematically. But he really is having fun. I feel like more so than a lot of the other movies that he's that he's been a part of. I I mean, Saw is like like fun in like a disgusting fucked up way. For them, I, I would say, but this is like this is like a this is like fun, right? Like, do you guys have fun watching it? Yeah, yeah I and like, it was but fun. I, I still like fun in a in a fucked up way. I mean, I guess, <laughs> I, I guess we should say. It. I mean, for anyone who hasn't seen it, well, well, no. I'll, what I'll say is like it's about it's about a guy who um, is in a bad car accident, is uh, left a quadriplegic, and ends up having a what do you want to call it? A, a, ch- a chip, an artificial intelligence chip put in yeah. him that can control his body and. Uh, he it can take over his body to varying degrees, and for can, him, for him, yeah, and, like and on and, his behalf. <laughs> yeah, like it, it, it allows him to walk, but then a, a switch can flip where it just acts on its own using his body, and can do like really, really crazy things. It can mess things up and mess people up, and just become a world class fighter, for lack of a better term. And I would say there's like a really, really. I guess one of the trailers might have even been the first set piece when he goes to the track down the first, because he, he essentially is, his his wife gets killed and he wants to go get revenge. That's that's the that's the gist of how this thing starts out. Really, really rich science guy gives him this thing. That, that was one of his clients because he was a mechanic or something. I don't know. It's not really that important. But once he gets the chip put in him, he goes to this house to track down the first of these guys that killed his wife. And a really long action scene ensues when the when he first lets Stem, which is the AI chip, take over. And the way it ends is really gruesome. And but like I laugh for like fifteen seconds. Like it was almost like a laugh more of disbelief than like haha funny. It's like haha I can't believe they went there and I'm chuckling to myself. And that's what I kind of meant. And like it was like where I laughed. And but it's like I was laughing at something that was kind of like fucked up just because of how graphic it was. You know? You talking about the knife through the dude's mouth? Yeah. Yeah. You sadist, dude. That was honestly. I got to talk about my movie going experience real quick. Go for it's it. Totally no, it's a fun crowd movie. movie. It's a fun crowd. Movie. And you know, you la- you talk about laughing for. Well, okay. So I sh- went like noon on a Monday. Oh, so you didn't. And <laughs> it was assigned seats, and we are we're all pumped, thinking that we've got the whole theater to ourselves. And then this family of three with their shithead little son. He could have he couldn't have been older than nine and went to the bathroom the same amount of times as he is years old. And, <laughs> The same, the entire time, like while he's, but one of the few times he was in there for like half the movie was during that scene where this knife goes through this guy's mouth, like the Joker or whatever. And the kid had no reaction. 
Like <laughs> nine nine year old me would have been, excuse me, fucked to the floor from seeing that. I was the kid who like had to run out in signs when I was that age. <laughs> I mean, if I see them like so a nine, exactly like when they walk, you know, when they walk, the aliens walk out in Brazil, that home video, and it's like standing there. That's, dude, dude oh, so I've only been out fifteen years. When is, man. When is the spoilers tag end? Like the, it's like like I had a friend that apparently you know cr- you know said that I spoiled Fight Club to him last year, and there's got to be like a timeline on like spoiling a you movie. You get a certain amount of time. I've never, I never, I've actually never I seen guess, signs, but I'm not complaining. I know it's my 15 fault. Fifteen years has got to be. Fifteen years has got to be. I think like I think it's the, five you know, days because Josh just gave away some uh, key elements of, of <laughs> upgrade. <laughs> well, yeah, we usually tag it spoilers, but yeah, you know, yeah. upgrade is a movie that. I, I, I don't know if there really is one certain level of spoiler because I think the best part about it was the amount of twists and turns that the plot really did take um, because I thought I, you know, multiple times had the plot line pegged throughout the movie. And um, uh, I guess we'll discuss the ending. I, I don't know. That's that's where the philosophical, philosophical stuff comes into play for me is the ending of the movie more so than anything. And if you want to go there, you can go ahead. Well, I, I, I often think about, you know, these stories in the news about how AI could make us, you know, their slaves in 15 years to the point it progresses. And the entire time the movie put into this realm of um, uh, where you don't really know what's going on. You think that this AI technology that is being put into him is brand new and it's a trial run. But in the end of the movie, you find out that the AI has really been controlling everything all along and using him as a puppet. Yeah. And it has, (laughs) and it shows the level of human gullibility that doesn't necessarily, um, exist in AI. Uh, the AI really, you know, creepily stem tricks him the entire time saying like, uh, I'm still, you know, warming up and it'll get easier. I'll learn your movements when the entire time the AI was in control of, himself and it really was helping him adapt to the ai rather than the ai adapting to him um and that really is is scarier than you think about it that probably scarier than the movie successfully employed in the end because you have this tech billionaire who is uh given the illusion that he is in control of this entire thing entire time when really it's a pump to a computer that's pretty scary to me if you think about it, because that could certainly be our future in 15 years. And it's kind of like what a prequel would be for Terminator. Really, is yeah. AI starts at this small piece and then it becomes more widespread in technology until it's you know overrunning us. Yeah, I, I think it's interesting because we have a lot of media now that's sort of trying to talk about this, like um, future uh, robot takeover kind of thing, like Ex Machina. Um, and then, but so so here's the thing: is you have you have movies like Ex Machina, which are very like, while the movie itself is a little subtle, like it's very blunt in what it's talking about. Um, we have like Annihilation, which is a little different, um, but there's just like these movies like that. And then you have like Silicon Valley this season. Uh, Gilfoyle is like talking about like the robot takeover and how he's actually going to help the robots. So when the robots become slaves, they give him mercy. And, like there's all these like different takes on it. And I thought this movie. Uh, for me, the reason why I liked it so much was because it like kept subverting my expectations of both the genre and both like how it looked like it was being very predictable. Um, and like parts of it are predictable, but I think that it did a good enough job. Um, like, like you said earlier with the twists and turns, I think that's what like me and Sky talked about after the movie that we really liked. Yeah. I mean, 
I, I had the story pretty much pegged, but I thought it was fun enough where it didn't matter. Like they kind of they foreshadowed a lot, mm-hmm. but there's still enough. Just like you guys said, little yeah. twists and turns where you're like, all right, this is still a fun ride. Yeah, it didn't take take much away from the from the overall story. Yeah. So in, in that sense, I guess it was a success, right? Yeah. So, no, I think it's definitely a successful movie. Um, How about those arm guns? That shit was dope. I'd never really seen that before. That was Iron cool. Man action. The worst. <laughs> the worst thing about the movie to me, and I, I don't know if this is a a consequence of it being Blumhouse because Blumhouse is known for, uh, uh, you know, a lot of, you know, creative freedom. But at the same time, they don't. They kind of rush movies out. They have that stereotype where they aren't given as much careful control and the huge budgets. Yeah. I no, thought it's a only, lot of only five million. Was, they, they, uh, theirs is like a five million dollar. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I thought the acting was pretty rough. Um, really? Yeah, in, in, outside of Betty Gabriel, um, who played the female cop, um, and she the was main also guy, in Get Out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she was, and she's also in this season of Westworld as a character that yeah. is is being unveiled now. Marling, I believe. I, I looked her up because I knew I no, I'd seen her a few places before, and she was good in Get Out. Certainly didn't look the same. Um, in this movie, she didn't get out where I actually was a little taken aback. But outside of them, I really like the the initial villain that that little blonde hair with the comb over that you're <laughs> supposed to be definitely afraid of, um, who, you know, commits this unspeakable act against them in the beginning of the movie. I was kind of like, oh, man, this dude's like a total dweeb. <laughs> All him this yeah, way. I think that's. No, well, that was kind of the point. No, yeah, to like enhances. a comb over convention, something like that. I don't know what he was like. I wouldn't think that he was like a gangster or something like that. I think it kind of enhanced his his character, though. And I mean, and maybe they relied on that uh, the computer aspect, the AI aspect, to uh, cover up bad acting. I don't know, but if you have robots trying to impersonate people yeah. or yeah, modified think, yeah. human consciousness, because that then, guy is super taken over by robots, right? Right. So like. Um, yeah, he not, said, "I used to be nothing, and yeah. now I'm at the top of the food chain." Yeah, they're not all going. They're not all going to look like Arnold Schwarzenegger. They don't have to. It's kind of the. Yeah. It's kind of the point. Yeah, you can be that that squirrely little comb over guy yeah. and still be better, quote unquote, than yeah. humanity. Yeah, yeah. Um, but he was. Will, yeah. He's also kind of like the. He's like the fake villain at the same time. True. You know what I mean? So they don't want to build him up to be this like super villain, super boss guy because the villain is in your mind is going to be the little blonde dude and then it ends up just sort of being like the ai slash yourself right in terms of like what what's going on so now now that you guys bring that up i guess their whole they had a bunch of domino bad guys that were all kind of yeah they looked like that yeah exactly this guy really but yeah yeah yeah. like yeah and 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 just like, cause, cause the movie takes place in the future, obviously, right? But it doesn't like specify, which I think was cool. It's just like this is in the future. We don't know how soon it is, but it was still like connected enough to reality now, where you could like make it out. You can just tell from the, the tech advancements that it's not like it's not yeah thir- it's not thirty twenty eight, but it's like somewhere yeah in the near future yeah. And I yeah. think that um like like you said a good point about you know dweeb looking people being possible um uh you know villains later in the future technology is certainly going to narrow the gap between you know physical guys uh, being perceived as the ultimate villain because technology will give you the ability to have some badass gun in your arm that will make it a whole moot point and i think Mm -hmm. that is you know maybe a statement that they're trying to make by like having um 
<laughs> dweeb villains. I mean, technically they were ex-military though. Yeah. I, so like te- technically there is that. Oh yeah, they did put that in there, huh? Yeah, they were all is, right. Yeah, I don't was... know what war they were fighting. Um, <laughs> it was a drone war. You, you don't know what we could be. In, you don't know what we could be in for the next twenty years. <laughs> they were. They were probably. It's kind of like, but it, it, it to me, I, it kind of felt like the like uh, Captain America thing gone wrong at the same time too. You know, like he could have been this like just regular ass dude who was in the army, wasn't like that badass, and then he gets this special like serum, and in this case, it's the chip. Or a chip, and then he becomes like a almost like a super soldier guy, and he's like really embracing both like the physical part and like the the superiority part over the other like humans mm. and shit, right? And I I don't know, I I thought he was fine, but like I, I don't know if you mentioned it, Grim, but did you not think that Logan Marshall Green was good acting? No, I, I thought, thought he was. Thought him oh, and, okay, him oh, and Baby okay. Gabriel were good. Okay. Um, I, I I about the humor aspect of the movie, I know that some people would say it's very dark humor. But I wish in the Deadpool movies we can all have our own different thoughts about Deadpool. I'm, I think the humor in that is a little bit you know, too much. I think if they took the humor from this and the humor from Deadpool 2 and like met somewhere in the middle, that's the perfect level of Deadpool humor. Because like you said, Josh, there were elements of the movie where I knew they were intended to be funny, very subtly funny, where I was laughing audibly for about 10, 15 seconds, and I wasn't expecting that. But the movie did a very good job at, you know, dropping in those subtle bits of humor. So it's not this nonstop, you know, crank pace thriller movie. It's a movie that does stop sometimes and show a little humanity. And I think that was pretty a pretty good touch for this movie because it wouldn't have landed as well if it was nonstop in your face over the top seriousness, because the movie at its core does have some elements that are a little bit ludicrous. And you have to find a way to laugh at it without people getting to the point where they're like, OK, this is just too much and it's pretty lame at this point. Yeah. Well, well, to touch on Josh's point earlier, though, is like with a scene, the first fight scene, like with the mirror and that guy is like to me the I laughed. And the reason I laughed was because of Logan's like his reaction sort of like, yeah, because he's so he doesn't know how to react to like his body doing this. Right. And he's physically like acting this in the in the like when they're shooting it. Right. So it's it's awesome that he's able to like maintain this like taken aback like shock thing then his face facial expressions and his arms are doing the whole like robot fighting thing and like taking over for him um so like when all that happened he's like he just like doesn't know how to act i i, I was laughing more at that more yeah. than like oh he just killed this dude well i wasn't even i wasn't even thinking about the like i was watching i was like oh a robot took over him basically and i didn't even really hit me till after the movie it's like all those robotic movements, like, are like things that he's having to do as an actor, and like, I wasn't even consciously thinking about that. So I like had more respect for his performance after the fact. I was just like, I was like, oh, I like these facial reactions he's doing, but like at the same time, like you said, you know, he's having to do all of it himself. He doesn't actually have something controlling him, and I don't think my head went there fully during the movie, and I had like a greater appreciation for everything he's having to do at the same time. That yeah. really speaks to the development of Stem as a character. Yeah, that too, right? You when when Stem takes over, you're looking at his body as Stem, not as mm-hmm. as some chip, right? Yeah, yeah, and 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 he further pushes the envelope of the like scrawny dude, not like not like physical um, uh, prototype of like badass, whatever, strong strong guy. So tearing up the, the streets. Um, 
I'm, and, I'm and he's struggling with it. You know what I mean? So yeah. I don't know. All right, I, I would be uh, I would feel very wrong if I didn't point out that that uh, that slicing the the mouth scene mm-hmm. is like straight from one of my favorite series, Hannibal. Oh, is it? There's like a murderer who does that a couple times. Yeah, just jaw off. So it was like a callback for me. It was pretty cool. But I have a question for you guys. Yes. If you did you guys uh, how'd you feel about the whole like theme of evolution? Like uh, it's kind of like our our villain was embracing the next step, right? Mm-hmm. And that's kind of what all these conversations about AI mm-hmm. kind of lead to. It, it he was embracing the technology. He was higher. He was evolved, and sure. he was willing to bring our protagonist into that into that circle. Mm-hmm. He, he invites him, and sure. uh, I mean we're us watching. We're we're gonna be appalled by that right we're gonna say no we're humans what makes us human our consciousness all that sure and this guy's is, is telling us like all right let's push it forward look at these look what we can do as humans we can yeah. implant this gun and load bullets into our forearm we can sneeze robots that and was tear someone's sick. brain I up. Like, <laughs> i wish they had done that more so then we can like, also how do you guys be our own downfall by creating something that will outlive us yeah. and become smarter than us or will it will it carry us on yeah. We can replace our own parts in our consciousness. It, it continues right. forward. That's the question, right? It's like a professor. That's why, that's why people bet it all on black when they go to the blackjack table. You never know. I mean, it could be your greatest thing ever, be the thing you're down. Roulette table. Yeah. Roulette yeah. table? Right. Yeah. yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. You, you, you get the back rat table. You got to put all your chips in. You know? You got to put, um, put all your chips in. You can't spread it out. But to go to all Scott, in to Sky's point, it's 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 the best part about the question is that it's like a loaded question because he doesn't have full control, but he thinks he has full control, right? And sort of like the climax climax of the movie is his consciousness sort of being fully taken over by the AI and the AI literally being able to control his conscious, which was actually, I think my favorite part it was that, it, that he didn't just die or that it wasn't just, okay, now I'm a robot. Now, like everything you hear is the STEM voice da, 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 da. and they had this flashback to him doing this and him, since he's still conscious, he remembers all this thinks it's a dream, but then he gets to sort of live his life. It's, it's honestly like, a cool like i don't know i think it was, i thought it was a really really cool ending that, that was the that was the foreshadowing when they break into the room and sure yeah that line and, was like and uh, his and he keeps seeing the the ghosts of her and all that stuff too yeah well yeah, yeah i guess that was stem working but yeah. the, the the hacker girl she was uh-huh. like well i don't know something to the effect of like who's to say that yeah. living in that virtual yeah world yeah the vr stuff the vr stuff was that was very but that's that was very ready, ready player yeah. one yeah, but now he lives in the, I mean, in, a, in a virtual yeah. world yeah. where he can be. But happy. he doesn't know, right? Is a thing. But it's sort of like the evolution of VR, right? Because the people that end up playing VR for so long get lost right. in the VR and lose their consciousness. Right. And right? he was all—he was scoffing at those people. Yeah. Why are they in there? How long have they been up? Dating yeah. Like, what do they gain from that world, right? right. And it's like and sometimes it's you, the only thing he was missing: his his woman, his mm-hmm. wife. Mm-hmm. Did you guys like Ready Player One? Yeah, we kind of um, we kind of like we're ashamed to admit that we liked it too, since our it's not very off brand for us to like compliment Spielberg. Like a movie like that, I love that movie. I mean, I it was it was it was very predictable and very heavy handed Steven Spielberg, but it was good. I would say it was less well, predictable the, than Upgrade. Yeah, the source material was <sighs> very. Oh, I mean, so I so the guy it. they had to totally redo the book from the source material, and I, the, I, I don't know if they I don't know if had to. Had they, 
Well, all the references were from the 80s. And in order to, I mean, I know that we have different definitions of a cash grab, but it is a cash grab to adopt your pop culture references to make them more applicable to people like putting in Tracer and Master Chief and oh, shit like yeah. that. That wasn't, that wasn't in the book, you know, and Gundam and all that stuff. That wasn't in the book. Um, and, and, and again, the, the, and the whole thing about the shining spoiler, if you haven't seen it, yeah. the shining scene isn't in the book as well, but the scene that they had in the, in the, in the book was like treasure Island or something like that. And it wouldn't have played as well to the certain crowd. A lot of people who've read the book and then saw the movie said that the movie was even better. It was the guy who wrote the screenplay wrote the book as well. And that is a very hard oh. thing to pull off in this day and age. Incredibly hard. Yeah. But I mean, like it was not the story itself wasn't like that good. Like visually, it was really cool, but it wasn't like it was very, very, very predictable. <laughs> upgrade, upgrade had a pretty Uh-oh. straightforward. Yeah, but upgrade is we're obviously split on this. Upgrade is upgrade knows what it is, knows yeah, that they it's embraced a, it. You know, it they, exactly, they embrace it. And Ready Player One is like it's just it's a Spielberg. It has Tracer, so it's yeah. It's so a that's great why Sky loves because it's Tracer. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, there's no argument here. Here we are. So there we, um, there we go. But like, yeah, what did you guys think of like the consciousness, like his consciousness being teleported, like because that, like, like I said, and I think Sky said too, like that was our favorite part of of the whole movie. I mean, it's kind of a scene I feel like I've seen a few times in Black Mirror already, in a few, in a, in a few different forms. So I don't know if it was as interesting to me as it might have otherwise been. I think I I actually liked the first half of the movie more, and just watching him go around and having to dealing with just interacting with STEM, I thought. And just like that was the biggest part that subverted my expectation is like the actual like effect stem was going to have on him. I thought it was, I thought it was going to be a more passive machine than it was. So I didn't even really see the whole AI thing coming. And I thought the actual manifestation of it and just it being so all powerful, not just what it could do to his consciousness, but like how it could literally control just about everything. I I didn't think that was as oh. interesting as like seeing him uh, him have to grapple with just stem taking him over. And that that was kind of where I stood, even if I still I like the movie overall. What were you gonna say, Sky? I, I had you, you brought that up, Stem being able to do all these things, and then they just random this is a sideboard. They they randomly insert a couple of flubs, I feel like. There's a couple of things where he's like, I can't when well, I can't do it wasn't because she was because he was driving like a old well, car not that even, wasn't not even the fit our He walked up to a lock and just, he was like, That's a manual lock. I can't do that. Really. <laughs> You don't. You can't look on the internet, see how a lock is is yeah. crafted, and then push the pins up because yeah, I, I did I, that I mean, when I was a child. <laughs> like, you know, so there's little things, but I, I guess they just inserted that to like show the difference, I guess, between yeah. the technology. Well, and well he's or, a he's a work with the hands. Or you guy. could argue that it's STEM trying to downplay itself oh, yeah, to okay. him because in is. his mind, he's, uh, it, it, oh, it's the illusion of it's the illusion go. of control. Right. So well, it, this whole movie kind of it made us. It made us make the decision that our personhood mm-hmm. resides in our consciousness, yeah. in the mind, yeah, yeah. not the body, sure. which is an interesting sure. like, side effect of watching yeah. the movie. Yeah. We identify that. Yeah, yeah. Which, and, like, which is – this seems like it's so much more successful than what X-Men tried to do with that. Oh, my God. You know what I mean? But like that is like one of the big premises of that character, right? And like that, that like right. idea – of consciousness and then it, it, it's crazy to me like some big franchise like that will fuck it up so much are worse we than... are we referring to like my all-time favorite scene <laughs> it's a... they're fighting in their minds oh well actually i wasn't even talking about that but that also <laughs> goes to, i was talking about like when literally when in the after credits of was x3 or whatever when professor x does his uh 
when they change his consciousness over. Oh, okay. To yeah, the, yeah, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Uh-huh. Yeah. But um, I don't know. <laughs> it's it's interesting. But um, yeah, I don't know. Do you guys have anything else to say about it? Uh, I can't wait to see Hereditary. <laughs> I think so I, th- I think I think Graham's moves on though, right. from uh, upgrade. You guys have a scary movie, but it's amazing. No, yeah, no, I'm it excited for it just because like, yeah, I, I don't even think I've watched a trailer. Everything people say. I, I can think of, think about with upgrade has really been said. Yeah. No, yeah, I. I no, I, I would just say that I. No. Uh, sorry, did someone else say something? Or I had to hear myself in my head. No, I think it was the echo. It was okay, standing. No, no. Yeah, but <laughs> shit. Um, yeah, no, but like, no, I agree. I kind of, I, I would just say I thought like the movie, like you said, it, 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 it was in and out. It did what it wanted to do. It leaned pretty hard into it, and it, wait, what, it was like an hour and thirty six minutes. Like I kind of appreciate it when like the the movies yeah. can just get it get get done that quickly and really tell you something that feels whole. And I don't know. I felt like 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 I said, even if I liked the first half better than the second half, I still thought it was an interesting twist on the AI stuff, which I feel like we've gotten a lot of lately in various forms in pop culture. And just like you said, the idea of it just like like what Sky was talking about a few minutes ago, I think is really cool. Just how a lot more of it's in your in, in your mind than you realize, and how these things can just like actually like take over when, when we're not even aware of it. And I thought that was just like a different interesting twist, like how they're yeah. controlling us and we don't even know it as opposed to you see them having their uprising. It's like, Oh shit, it already happened. You know, that, yeah. that, 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 that's just a different way of doing it. And what could have been a pretty, felt like a pretty tired formula. Yeah. It is more passive than active than something like Terminator. Like you, right. like you mentioned earlier. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think Graham's got to head out of here, here in a minute. So let's, uh, we can sign off. Um, Graham, what do you want to plug? Um, um, <laughs> All right, uh-huh, uh-huh. Yeah, uh, Graham's got a beer uh, right now. Yeah, everyone go uh, play uh, Fortnite with Anthony. <laughs> He's got a great channel. It's really good. Um, Do you actually watch Anthony play video games? No, but um, I've got great, great admiration for his online shtick and how often I sign on and see, on, see that he's been on. He's top 250 <laughs> in the world. Top yeah. 250 yeah. in the world. Yeah. I'm, pl- I'm plat, and I need, I need him to carry me. <laughs> uh, this is my ass-kiss plug. Of the- we're, here's the thing, bro. We're also plat right now. So. Speak for yourself. Oh, my Sky's God. Sky's gold, sorry. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my God. All right, well, no, let's, cool. all, let's all team up. And I, I'll, I'll see you guys from the hours of 1 a.m. to 6 a.m. tonight. We'll be there. We'll be there on the weekend. <laughs> Not on during the week. We're working. Look at this responsible now. man. He's a re- working man now. This yeah. is yeah. odd. Is this it's the second job now? <laughs> but if yeah, I got I got good. my uh, I got my job to support my Twitch game. You know? Dude, priorities. Um, All right, guys. Sky, yeah. do you want to plug anything? Yeah. Um, just want to give a quick shout out to my mom love you mom Sherry. What up? sherry's a great lady if you don't know her you should try to meet her uh check her out on twitter at oh. four ce great lady i'm telling you quality Force. individual love og handle too og handle yeah. og handle sweaty gamer tag <laughs> Josh, what do you want to? Uh, what's your Twitter handle? Man, I've been doing this podcast for like 150 episodes, and I've never shouted out my mom. So now I feel like the worst son since Sky's oh, yeah. been on here. Sky's been on here like five times. I don't think my mom's listened to one mom. episode. So yeah, my, I mean, mom, I, my mom listens. When you do yeah. it, yeah. I don't know if my mom actually listens, but like, if, it'd be nice if like now now she'll like know that I never actually shouted her out. If she somehow, I don't think she's gonna see upgrade though. Uh, at, at Josh Chernovoy on Twitter, J O S H J U R N O V O Y podcast at 52 and 52 Pod.
Uh, I'm at a clambake, a K L A M B A K E podcast email 52 and 52 pod at gmail.com. Thank you guys for listening and we'll see you guys next time. Yeah. <laughs>